0: bismillahirrahmanirrahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihil kareem wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in asalaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the Onfeed podcast it's your host Shabir Hassan here uh, and I uh, hope you've been enjoying the episode so far inshaAllah uh, today we have got a really really interesting episode so you've probably been seeing that we're bringing in a lot of guests uh, from abroad from the US and subhanAllah even Australia we had a guest from uh, but also, from time to time, we need to connect with uh, the people who are making a difference on our doorstep here, a lot more local to us here in the UK. Uh, and uh, this brother, subhanAllah, like we've met not many times, if I'm honest with you, but because of social media, it makes the world so much a much smaller place than it actually is. Um, it's a brother that, mashallah, he's been doing a lot of work in the da'wah scene mainly, uh, and uh, more so in the social media space, which we're going to have a lot of discussions about, inshallah. So it gives me a great pleasure to introduce our guest uh, for today, our brother, Musa Adnan. As-salamu alaykum, wa, alaykum as-salam wa
1: rahmatullahi wa barakatuhi. How are you, okay? for having
0: me. No, man, thank you so much for for joining us uh, on, on the podcast. Uh, I've been meaning to get you on for, for some time now. Mashallah. And uh, like I said, man, like we've we've kind of known each other. We've been following each other's work yeah. for some time. Yeah. Especially yourself. Like I've been following your work for a number of years now. Like okay. going back to, you know, the YouTube. Uh, you're m- more active on YouTube. Uh, before now, it's more like on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I've been following your work, mashallah. But like we said, man, social media makes the world a much uh, smaller place than it really is. So, Alhamdulillah, it's great to have you on the show. Barak exactly uh, okay. al uh, And I want to jump straight in. Because since we're on the topic of social media, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like we said, it's it's such a good thing because I don't know from maybe even your own own personal kind of like observation. I mean, a lot of the even the work that you've done, a lot of the work that I do, or even something like Elmfeed, Feed, right? Like, if it wasn't for social media, we wouldn't have had the same amount of reach in terms of impact. You know, yeah. imagine if we just took social media out of the equation, then um, it would have been actually quite difficult to reach out to different parts of the country, different parts of the world, in fact. So let's start off on that, on on the more positive side of things, because mashallah, you've been through a journey yourself with social media. Yeah. So just take us through kind of like, number one, part of my question is actually why kind of um, da'wah? You know, what did you see that was Mm. so important and um, what kind of things have you been doing and how have you kind of, Mm. uh, the transition um throughout the years. So let's start with that inshallah Bismillah,
1: Alhamdulillah salatu wa salam ala Rasulillah.
0: Um Jazakallah
1: once again bro for having me. I th- I think social media has definitely <coughs> given us an amazing platform. Mm. It's an absolutely amazing platform where it allows us, as you mentioned rightly so, to reach thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people even sometimes yeah. you know within the click of a few buttons. And the capability that that's given us, the influence that that has given us, is something that cannot be ignored. It's 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 absolutely amazing. And Alhamdulillah, I'm happy that platforms like ElmFeed and other big platforms are there out there are taking advantage of you know th- this this system at hand, mm. social media. It's it's an amazing <clears> thing. So with me personally, um, my journey started in a little bit of a weird way. Mm. You know, a few years ago, I'd say maybe I was fifteen, sixteen. And, um, I actually used to go to school close by from where we are, actually where okay. the studio is. I actually used to go school here. I used to travel all the way from Northwest London you know to uh, over here and I used to go to school here. I was an Islamic school, and my dad you know i'm this is me speeding the story up very very yeah, quickly. Yeah. My dad saw that you know there's certain things certain changes happening in me in a bad way, okay, and my dad is one of those people he's very on hands on you know. So, he was like, what's going on here? He had a meeting with the school. He's like, you know, if there's bad fishes, I still remember, mm. this is the actual analogy he uses. If there's bad fishes in the pond, they're going to mess other fishes up. <laughs> you know, so it was like that. So, I struggled a little bit in high school. Mm. And I started struggling and stuff like that. So, long story short, my dad took me, ended up taking me out of school. And okay. I start and I started to <clears throat> get homeschooled. Okay. So, my auntie and uncle were homeschooling me. And um, I started studying like that. And then what ended up happening is after some time, because I wasn't hanging around with people my age, my friends started to become people who were older than me. I'm talking about brothers in their 20s and I'm like 15. Mm-hmm. And Brothers in their 20s, brothers in, you know, in the, in even in, maybe even in their 30s. Mm. These were people who I was around. So I started to spend time in those ev- environments. And I, I feel like as a result of that, I matured really early. Mm. I matured really early. And this is this goes back to like the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, right? About and and the various you know um, narrations that we have in our tradition mm. pertaining to the importance of good company. Mm. Because me, I was put in an environment where everyone around me is giving dawah. Mm. So as a result of that, I remember one day I came home. I had a tablet. It was um, a tablet, and I, I put it up somewhere. I clicked record and that was like the first time I still remember it that I made a video pertaining to dawa talking about dawa okay. and it was years ago and if you ask me now what what caused you to do that yeah my response would be i don't really know <laughs> you know and now that i think about it the only thing that i can put my finger on is the fact that i was around people that were doing mm. that you know and that just goes to show you you know it, it wasn't even You know, people have like these sensational stories where they're like, bro, my parents, they were struggling, come from a really bad background and I had to rise up. And you know, all those motivational Mm. videos. It was not like that for me. It was as simple as I was just in an environment. I just turned the camera on and done it. Mm. I don't know why, I just done it. It's from Allah. Before I knew it, I was just out there, you know, SubhanAllah. But as I grew older, with the Dawah specifically, I feel like all of us, you know, as I grew older, I went through problems myself. I feel like all of us, every single person that's watching this right now, yourself, myself, the sheikh, the biggest sheikh in the world, mm. he's going to be going through problems. Yeah, He's going to be going through problems. He's going to be a victim to the shaitan, He's going to be going through trials, tribulations. It's That's how life is. Mm. And I feel like da'wah is the solution to that. I feel like da'wah is the solution to that. When, when someone comes to you and helps you, gives you da'wah, Because da'wah, in in not so many words, yesterday, you know, I I spoke to um, one of my teachers and I went up to him and I said, sheikh shaykh are yad'una, yeah? Mm. What does that mean? He called us. Yad'u from da'wah, yeah? He called us to his house Mm. for a Mm -hmm. gathering. Da'wah is a calling. You're calling to something. You're Mm. calling to Allah. So, I think when you're calling to Allah, Allah has all the solutions for every problem. Therefore, da'wah has... The solutions to every problem. So mm. it's, it's very simple,
0: yeah. To, you know, uh, one thing you mentioned there was a the circle, because like I didn't know that, uh, especially about about you. So it's it's good to have that insight. But like you said, I think it's just those external factors. It's a circle that you yeah, had yeah, yeah, that definitely. kind of pulled you into it. Um, I think for a lot of people that is the case. Like naturally, the the kind of stuff that you're into, or the kind of stuff that you're interested in, your wider circle is going to have an impact on that. So even with me, for example, like my story is a bit funny because. Um, like at least you know you, you you were raised in london so which means that you had a lot of like muslims around you yeah and then you had that circle but yeah. with me like coming from the southwest of england oh, so as i was born no were... no 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 i'm from london so i'm from a place called devon yeah Oh wow. so literally like v- a very minority muslim population there okay. so it's weird when i even till today when i think about okay, how did i kind of like end up here like studying and all of that stuff right um but when i think back when i think deep my family because of where they were, like, none of them were, even at that stage, very much practicing, you know, if wow. you could if you, could, if you could say it right. Um, b- barely any Muslims around, not even a proper masjid at that time. So then I think there must have been something that sparked it, right? Because I w- not just, like, randomly one day I wake up as, like, a 10-year-old kid thinking, yeah, I want to do something. So actually, when I think back, it was, really interestingly enough, it was the trips I used to make in the holidays. I used to come to London in the holidays with my mum, because my mum's sister lives here. And so... I have some family in London. And when I used to s- just spend time with some of my cousins who were involved in Da'wah themselves and who were, mashallah, like, they changed their life around. I realized it was just those few days that I used to spend with uh, you know, those family members that had an impact on me. Mm. So imagine just spending that short amount of time with them, that impacted me, ma- made me want to memorize the Quran, yeah. made me want to study Arabic. Um, so now imagine if you're actually in there, in like in deep with this circle, day and day out, you're spending with them. Naturally, it's gonna have an impact on you. So, SubhanAllah. like it's true. Yeah, that's uh, that's, true. Uh, that's 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 uh, that's an amazing point. Um, so that's one one thing I think is the circle that you had. But then just going a bit further, now that now that you find yourself in the in the circle, in the scene of Dawah, right? Mm-mm. Regardless of how <clears throat> you kind of uh, got into it, um, one thing that I, that I just want, basically wanted to touch on was um, the like. Obviously, naturally, you mature as well, isn't it? Mm. Throughout the years, right? You mature. Yeah, you do. Um, So, like, now that you look back on your journey, right, and the kind of things that you're doing now, do you, would you say things are different? Like, the way you started off yeah. and the way you're giving even da'wah now, would you yeah. say things have changed a lot or do you think it hasn't? <laughs> you know
1: what? I would say things are... Th- i w- I would describe them as a three sixty serious, yeah, yeah, and and people might be thinking, <clears throat> what like a three sixty would be you're not giving dawah. or you yeah, yeah. It's, it's just my mentality has changed so much, especially mm. in the last year. I feel like my mentality is changing so much, bro day by day, month mm. by month, that I think I'll come to a stage in a year where I'll be a completely different person, even a year from now, mm. um, and I think it's good because it's self development, you yeah. know, um when I was in the dawah, and I mm. was doing all of this sort of stuff, and I was making these videos and whatnot. You see, many of the people that I may have been around may have studied. Mm. They may have mm. been qualified. They may have been doing this. But I hadn't, you know, at, at an in-depth level. Mm. So I was studying while I was giving da'wah, you know. I was yeah. studying, and um, I was studying hadith, and I was studying things like uh, like that, Arabic. Um, but then what ended up happening is you just get lost, as they say, you get lost in the source. Mm. So I just got lost in all of it and and you end up, you know, one of my teachers, he told me something really fascinating. He said to me that, and he described it in in the lifespan of a person. He said, in the beginning of your lifespan, you are taking more than you should give. Mm. And that's how it should be. You should take more than you're giving. What does that mean? You're seeking more knowledge than you're actually giving out there. As you get older, the taking doesn't stop, but mm. the giving increases slowly, mm. slowly. Until maybe you're someone who's older, and now you're maybe you're a sheikh or you're older, you're mm, a teacher, mm, mm. and you're giving maybe even the same amount as you're taking. But the point being, the taking doesn't stop. The seeking knowledge doesn't stop on your part. Mm. With me, there was times where you get lost in it and you, you don't know what's going on here, yeah. you start doing some silly things, you're around brothers that, you know, it's like you set your standard, right? Mm. So, you're, so, so you end up doing some things where you'd regret doing those things, et cetera. And before you know it, you find yourself where you're like, okay, so I'm giving that one. I'm very known, you know, like we're on mm. social media, right? Mm. Everyone wants to be known. Mm. Everyone wants to have the most followers and the most influence on all of this. Before you know it, you find yourself in a situation where you're the most known person. Fine, you've got it. You wanted a hundred thousand subscribers, you got it now. <laughs> but what are you giving to them? You yeah, know, uh, Mafia, Like there's the, there's <laughs> nothing there. Yeah. You know there's 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 nothing. There's no substance. And my dad, he always used to tell me. Um, he always used to push me towards studying because it, because he used to say, "Have substance." A lot of these guys out there, they don't have substance. Mm. Have substance when you're speaking. As soon as you say, I think, you've just discredited yourself. Mm. No one cares what you think. You know, No one really cares what you think. Even our deen, you know, it, even if someone comes as like a big sheikh and he says, I think, the way our deen is, subhanAllah, it's, it's, it's a big, this is amazing. This is one thing that's amazing about our deen of Al Islam that even if a sheikh says, I think, we're like, and, and that's based on nothing, we're like, Sheikh, we don't. Mm. It doesn't really matter what you think. That's why our ulama, our scholars, they say what they think, but it's based on something. It's never based on nothing, you know. So if they say to you, oh, I think you should do this, it's not just going to be like from anywhere. It's going to be from somewhere, the Quran and the Sunnah. So, um, yeah, I I feel like along my journey, that started to become a bit shaky. So now, the position I'm in now, um, I'm trying to develop myself more. I'm trying to develop myself more than I'm giving Hence why my YouTube channel has gone a little bit, you know, <laughs> dead yeah. And um, we'll be reviving it soon, inshallah But that, that's, that's just like an insight into my life Yeah,
0: the reason why I ask is because everyone kind of goes through that A similar kind of stage in their yeah. life, right? Where like we said, you mature And um, the more you, you know, it's the famous saying is Like the more you kind of seek knowledge, the more you realise you don't know and that is literally the objective of knowledge in islam is not to kind of like know everything it's to actually tell yourself you know what i need to keep learning so even like you know our senior scholars that we look up to if you look at their lives they're still studying until today and they'll tell you they, they they're learning something new every day that's why i'm asking because It's very easy, especially like you said in the day and age of social media where, you know, you want that following, right? You want people to follow you. You want people to, to, you know, and and you have good intentions as well, like da'wah, right? Like you want to reach out to people because you want to invite them. Um, But then, uh, like, what would your advice be? Because I personally know a lot of people like they're like Quran reciters, mashallah, like nice voices and everything. And because they put them out, uh, uh, because they put themselves out there so early, what happened was they got such a huge following. Now they're like, Oh wait, wait a minute My tajweed actually isn't there yet Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah That's so common <laughs> So it's so common, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people are like following them Because they think, yeah, mashallah Personality, um, you know, nice voice yeah, yeah, But now yeah. they're like, hold on a second I need to actually start taking this seriously Because people are looking up to me And they see me as an authority So in da'wah, same thing You post a few reminders Now someone thinks This guy is the, the mufti, basically Like I need to ask him all the questions Then you realise I'm not there yet yeah, so what would your yeah. advice be to people that are kind of going through that similar thing? Look,
1: it all comes back to studying. I think yeah. studying is so important, you know, and, and it, it's, studying is something amazing because you can do it whoever you are. Mm. You're a sister, you're a brother, etc. The day and age we live in, mm. you have no excuses. You can study on YouTube, for God's sake. Mm, mm. You know, there's so many massages around the country. They have classes that go on. They stream their classes. Like this, classes are being streamed, so you got no excuse. You mm. can just get your notepad out. It's it's like that, you know. There's um, there's there's a story uh, of uh, I don't know if you know a sheikh called Sheikh Abdul Rashid Ali Sufi. Yeah, you heard of yeah, him. Before. Yeah, of course, of Famous, him. you know, he's a famous Quran mm. reciter. He's a sheikh in Quran, mm. and the story that he went to a country in Europe, and it was like a Moroccan. Um, it was it was a country. It was a country where there was a big Moroccan population. Okay. So. <clears throat> As, as, as we know, there's, there's different ways of reciting the Quran, right? Mm-hmm. There's different ways that are from the Prophet and from Allah so, subhanahu yeah. wa ta'ala of how we can recite the Quran. So, in a Moroccan community specifically, and in those sort of North African communities, a specific um, a riwayah is very, very common, a specific way mm-hmm. of reciting. It's called Warsh an Nafi'. Mm. Um, so, they recite Warsh a lot. Yeah. So, the Shaykh, to his surprise, when he got there, one of the brothers asked him, Shaykh, can you recite in a different riwayah? And the name of the riwayah he asked him to recite in the the other way he asked him to recite in was called Khalif and Hamza. Mm. So the Sheikh was like, okay, but the Sheikh was a bit like, uh, why are you asking me? Okay, mm. no problem. So he he recited in it, and what ended up happening is, the brother knew it. He knew he knew Khalif and Hamza. Mm and the sheikh was like how, how do you, how do you know this you know because these sciences now they, they, we're talking about something that's very yeah, this is an yeah, in-depth yeah. science of quran yeah. so many people might not have even heard of it so then the brother recited to the sheikh and the sheikh said so, the sheikh said the brother was not making mistakes mm. the brother was not making any mistakes and in the words of the sheikh the sheikh said if it was permissible to give the ijazah, to give like you know this 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 basically certification if i can call yeah. it you know in quran on the spot i would have given it to him his quran <laughs> yeah. was so good yeah. in that specific riwayah so the sheikh asked him this is the whole point of the story by the way mm. the sheikh asked him who taught you this he said sheikh you taught me and the sheikh said like, he, he said you taught me bil ghaib from Uh, like unseen yeah so the sheikh was like what do you mean i don't understand Sheikh genuinely didn't understand he said what do you mean he said sheikh you taught me he said i don't understand he said sheikh you recorded this maybe a year ago or some some time back you recorded this Mm. and i learned i spent i spent two years it was a year or two years just listening to recordings and that's how i studied wow subhanallah (laughs) what does that show you (laughs) This brother is sitting in a completely different country. The sheikh's mm. in a different country, and he learned how to recite all of the Quran. He memorized it just by listening to the recitation of the sheikh. What does that tell you? You can study from wherever you are in the world. You can mm. be in Antarctica. You've got an internet connection? <laughs> you can study. So there's no excuses here. I forgot your original question. <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> it's all right, but yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah. But uh, it was mainly to do with the advice that we would give to people that are kind of going through. And I guess you kind of answered anyway. It's about just furthering your knowledge isn't yeah it? that's just what it would be yeah yeah honestly yeah um and also you know in the process of whatever you want to call it uh, a die nowadays you can call it influencer whatever you want to call it right in the process what starts happening is you know like we said that either you know your your development is going at a certain pace and then the pace of your following kind of speeds up so you're still playing catch up so now all of a sudden you've got like 50,000 followers right yeah but your level of knowledge isn't at 50,000 in terms of what you can oh, yeah. you know the whole giving and taking thing yeah so you're not at that level to kind of give uh so, so now yes yeah, it's, it's so common right so what would um you know what would you say to to those people uh in particular especially now that you're being looked up to you're I'll, being looked up to like how how do you deal with that how do you deal with that? Because there's two things. Number one is a positive thing, mm. which people are coming to you for advice, et cetera. How do you deal with that? Because now you're thinking to yourself, I'm not really in the position to give advice. And the second thing we'll come to, we want to answer this one first. The second thing is a more negative side, which is like you're more under the spotlight at the mm. same time. So yeah. how do you deal with being under the spotlight? So let's start with the first one. Just the whole uh, being in a position where people are expecting you to give advice, expecting you to be perfect. How do you kind of deal with that?
1: I think it's important that you don't find yourself in that situation mm. because if you do and as we said multiple yeah. times it's very very common you you could end up embarrassing yourself mm. you know it, it, it could be really really embarrassing for you you know there's people out here who people who are more senior than them will follow them mm. and take knowledge from them it's like the roles have been reversed here so An advice i would give to people who found themselves in that situation where fine you've been doing good work no problem and we're not this is not necessarily negative you know you've been doing amazing work but now you've found that you're so big now in terms of your following and you're so influential but that doesn't equate with your level of knowledge Mm. i would say take a break Mm. i would say take a break take a break um study for some time if you don't want to take a break and study for some because sometimes even that can be a bit detrimental as well,
0: mm.
1: what a very good thing to do is you take a break for like a week even. And that's nothing. Let's be honest mm. here. That's nothing. No one's going to even notice you're gone. Yeah. Take a break for a week and you put yourself on a plan of study. So you say, for example, daily, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to memorize this much Quran every single morning. I'm going to spend an hour on it. As long as you're on that plan and you're going, you're gonna keep developing yourself. That's how it is. I think. I think we need to put ourselves in environments where we're planning our yeah. study. Many of us we don't plan our study, <clears throat> and and that's why we don't benefit. You know how many people, bro, have you met where you ask them have you studied Arabic before, and they say yeah I studied Arabic before, and they say to them al hal, and they say alhamdulillah ainat taskun and they don't have responses. Mm. They don't know. So you're like you've been studying Arabic you can't, and maybe they can say those things but they can't ask you what are you doing tomorrow what are you doing in a week they can't have a basic conversation with you the reason for that is their heart's not really in the study yeah. you know when your heart's in the study you pick up things you, you learn better things you, you develop you find yourself developing I believe if you really for example let's use the example of Arabic if you really want to speak Arabic you'll speak Arabic mm. you'll find yourself you can find yourself speaking it in 6 months Mm. you know it's just it's just about your seriousness so take a break learn study and also humble yourself and realise that I'm not you know the, another thing that comes with these amount of followers is people think that they're bigger than what they are
0: mm.
1: they they actually carry themselves in a way that you know one of the biggest dangers is bro people start to think that their opinion really matters mm.
0: They people, just because of the number of followers exactly yeah.
1: so people equate People's followers with the with the weight of their opinion. So you'll find a sheikh. He's like a big sheikh. He's got a thousand followers on Instagram. Hmm. But then you'll find this YouTube boy. He's got a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. People will take the YouTube boy's opinion more seriously. 100%,
0: yeah,
1: they'll take his opinion more seriously. Why? Just because of the level of influence he's built up. He's built up.
0: Hmm. And
1: that's why you know I was at a university um, a few months ago, and one of the things or a similar question was asked by the audience. One of the things I said is stop giving stop giving platform to such people oh, definitely yeah you know who who are in those positions that's not me saying it in a rude mm. way in f- we need to help those people mm. we need to help those people we're not saying get off youtube you're not worthy of this mm-hmm. get off it no be on it we need more people how did we start the whole podcast we started the whole podcast by saying it's good there's so many more people yeah. in this scene there's so many people it's, it's an amazing thing yeah. but we just need to Get back on it, and then we'll be good. Yeah,
0: so yeah. So, so uh, that's the thing, man. It's like, like you said, you summed it up really well in terms of your own. You know, the the keyword here is self development, which is carry on, give dawah, for example. But at the same time, continue improving yourself before trying to improve everyone else. And yeah. I think it it ties in with the famous verse on dawah, like in the Quran a lot of, uh, there's there's a couple of verses which are widely quoted. One is, you know, the one about woman أَحْسَنُ مِمَّنْ إِلَى اللَّهِ Right, so who can be better in speech in t- uh, than the one who actually calls others to Allah. Yeah. But then people forget the ne- the next immediate part, which is And that person is also doing good themselves. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's really easy to like give the to everyone and educate everyone, but then you yourself aren't actually doing much and keeping up. So I think that's a key part. And that's another question maybe I, I can I can ask you, just because you've been kind of involved over the last few years, is, um, you know, you f- you, you're you going to find yourself a lot of the time giving advice to other people. But then you know how we say it's easy to give advice to others, but then it's, n- it's not as easy to follow your own advice. Yeah. So have you found yourself in that situation before where it's like, I mean, it's not because you're you know putting yourself out there naturally people are coming to you so how do you how did you deal with that one it's like i kind of need advice myself but people asking me how do you deal with that
1: yeah 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 you, you, it's i mean it's easy to find yourself in that situation mm. you know many people uh, i i know social media figures that have gone through um personal issues you know they're going through mm. big personal issues they're going through this they're go- going through that um for example some of my be giving advice on a specific topic but he's suffering in that specific mm-hmm. topic you know it's not like you're struggling with something else you're struggling with that specific topic you know so it's like um, it's like in Surah Baqarah Allah says mm-hmm. It's like Allah's appealing to your logic here you know exactly. are you someone that you you're calling someone you're calling people to good you're telling people, you're turning them away from bad, mm. and you read the book. Allah specifically, what what does Allah say? Yeah. Allah's mentioning that you're someone who is with the book. You're with. We have knowledge you as well. You have yeah. knowledge, yeah, but you're forgetting yourself. Mm. Do you not? Do you not think? Do you not reflect? Mm. You know, it's like Allah's appealing to our logic here, and when you think about it, it's illogical. So, for anyone in any position, it. It's not only in the dawah bro, we, should, we shouldn't we should even limit it to dawah, of it's, course, yeah. it's in, you're a makeup artist, you're a makeup artist online, you're someone who is, you've got even a little bit, because in terms of influential people amongst Muslims, I'd say the minority is dawah people, mm. the majority is like makeup artists, the majority YouTubers, is, entertain, entertainers, entertainers, so, yeah. comedians, mm. etc, and all of this sort of stuff, you need to think about what you're influencing, you know? This word, influencer, you used it. Mm. You're an influencer. Mm. You need to think about what are you influencing people to do. And if it's not <clears throat> influencing people to do the
0: right thing, then you should think about what you're doing. Mm. I think like, like one of the things you mentioned at the beginning was like having substance. So I guess in anything that you do, even if you're not directly involved in da'wah, yeah. but as a Muslim, we're saying, um, there should be something that comes out of it. Even, even before the recording, we were talking about this, like, if it's just a video that you just create, just for the sake of it, you know, it's just like you you you're messing about, you're joking around. But by the end of it, what what has someone really achieved by watching your video or yeah. you know, uh, you know, absorbing your content? It's just like you had a good laugh or something. There should be do you feel like there should be regardless of whether you're in da'wah or not, mm. there should be something there. It doesn't have to be in your face like but at the end of the video, you're like, right, pray your salah. Like not in your face, but something yeah. positive do you feel like there should be.
1: When I was much younger and I was mm. vlogging. Yeah. I always, I always thought to myself... How often were you vlogging, by the way, at this stage? Like, at that stage, I was vlogging pretty regular, I think. Okay. Maybe once a week or okay, you know, cool. something like that. Yeah. And I always thought to myself, there is, Musa, there is no point of you making this video, showing what you're doing. No one cares about you eating a chicken wing. <laughs> no, <laughs> one yes. like, uh, no one cares. It's like, no one cares. If you're not at the end of it, saying, guys, as you just mentioned, yeah. pray your salah. Do something. and I would always do that Alhamdulillah yeah. there's something that I would always do at that time is I would tell people to do at least something mm. and that's really really important and that's something amazing I would say even if you're doing something that is controversial from the Islamic perspective online mm. you know <laughs> like you're doing some things they may be haram they may be disliked online and you find yourself in that position still encourage people towards good mm. you know um, my wife she watches you know, some of these uh, YouTubers and whatnot, and there's some of them that I've seen that actually promote people to do good at the end of the video and that really softens softens my heart and I'm like that's a really good thing that they're doing Mm. you know regardless of all of the wrong and the bad or whatnot that's an amazing thing at least you're encouraging people to pray Mm. at least you're encouraging people to do that so regardless of your struggling because people use the excuse I'm struggling Mm. no problem struggle that's fine you can struggle but at least bring something that you're pushing people to do good where you where you can at least say at least i'm pushing people to do something good
0: you Mm. know so yeah i mean uh, coming to the other question which i forgot um to come back to which is then again now you're involved in dawah so naturally you're under the spotlight because people assume mashallah you've got a beard you're you're talking about (laughs) xyz that must mean you're there like you're there and we're looking up to you that's it so now like any small thing that you do Even if it's like, it's not even haram, bro. It's just like something small, which someone might disagree with, yeah? People are on your back. So I remember it was funny because I remember like even Mufti Menk, like sometimes he posts stuff, yeah? Yeah. There's one time on Instagram, he posted, I think he went skydiving or something. And he got haram police. And he was getting like battered for it. People were like, oh, you know, Mufti, you know, why are you wasting time for this people out there dying in places like Syria and you're enjoying yourself going skydiving. It's just like, Subhanallah, like let the guy just live his life, you know mm. So how, like, how, A, I guess the question is have you, have you kind of experienced that yourself? And B, how do you respond to such criticism?
1: You know, sometimes the best response is no response just silence, know? yeah Like I'll tell you an example now <clears throat> Because, bro, it comes back to ignorance mm. It comes back to ignorance, genuine ignorance You know, for example, we know with many of these issues People question people over mm. There's ikhtilaf there's difference of opinion as yeah. we call it so i'll give you an example now i'll give you an example um i don't shave the sides of my head yeah i don't get that haircut personally mm-hmm. yeah for my for my own reasons my own beliefs yeah but now there's some people that actually come and they say things like they become very very harsh with mm-hmm. people and they say you're doing your haircut like that it's <coughs> this it's yeah. it. but do you know that imam imam nawawi said that there's Ijma. he said that there's ijma, there's consensus that qaza, you know what what they're mm, saying, yeah, is, yeah. we are shaving the side, that it's makruh. There's it, the, that there's ijma that it's makruh. He mentioned that. Mm. Now I'm not saying Imam Nawi no, is right or that's not my place to judge. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we'll leave that to the scholars. But the point is, a lot of the things that these people, even they don't know what they're getting into mm-hmm. because they don't know about the differences of opinion within themselves mm-hmm. and people really, really become harsh with difference of, differences of opinion mm. where you should become very balanced. So I'll give you another example. Once I went to Venice and I was in Venice and I wore shorts. Okay. And the shorts were up to my knees okay. but my knees were showing. Okay. Now, at the time, I followed the view that your aura, a man's aura where you know that he should cover mm. his, his his private area is between the navel and the knee without the actual navel and the knee being part of the aura. Right. It's a widespread view. Yep. And I, uh, I got backlash for that. Like I'm doing something crazy. And then when, when I actually spoke to people about it, I remember I spoke to one person of knowledge about this. Mm. And his response surprised me. He said, I'm actually of the view that um, aura is not even from the navel to the knee; it's it's just your private area. I said, "Who who who was of that view?" He said, "Imam Bukhari was of that view." And all that shows me is how wide how wide mm. the scope of differences of opinion are in Islam. Mm. You know, and many of them are valid we 're not talking about invalid differences, so it just goes to joy like take it easy with people you know mm. take it easy easy with people don 't be so harsh with people don 't don 't be so quick to you know put things down on people and whatnot, especially if you haven 't studied the field, yeah especially if you haven 't studied the field,
0: which majority of people haven yeah, yeah. <laughs> 't it's, it's so true i yeah. mean even even like small things like um like you know let's say the camera is flipped, and then i 'm drinking with my right hand but for the viewer It looks like I'm drinking With my left hand Yeah isn't they it? make if it the out the camera like is flipped <laughs> Yeah so then it's like oh, Astaghfirullah <laughs> You're drinking It's like No I'm not though No but and you know? no, but, even, but even if I was You know It's just like just, just just give me a break You know Maybe I was I was busy I was occupied You know So yeah. it's just It's it's a funny one With I think that's <laughs> On one sense Which is the 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 people from the outside Who are You know Consuming the content That's one One side of things But I guess To balance it Just to balance Our discussion as well Obviously if you are in a position of influence and you do have a following, you know you have to also yeah bear that be in mind. You have to be bear that in mind. You know, because yeah, then important. it doesn't mean like when you're out, you just you're you're anywhere. So naturally, if you're recording a video and then there's like a a dodgy place behind you where you shouldn't be, even if you're not there, yeah. you know you just take that small thing into consideration as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's a balance with everything. Yeah. I mean, it's like that's
1: how it is. You can't you can't be harsh either way Mm -hmm. you know it's we as muslims are supposed to be a people that are balanced you know you're not supposed to go ham on people just because just just over one thing also there's 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 a prophetic characteristic that many of us lack and that is the characteristic of having Mm. you know good thought having a good thought of your brother you know so it's like you'll see someone you know doing something and you'll have a good thought so it's like we we know for, for example once the Prophet sallallahu alaihi was with his wife Sophia, yeah. and it's a famous narration, you mm. know, and some of the companions saw him like that on the street. It is upon it is upon those companions to have a good thought of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi and they did. Mm. But it is it was also upon the Prophet sallallahu alaihi Wasallam to do what mm. to clarify? That's the way Islam is. It's balanced. Mm. but if the person doesn't clarify that doesn't mean you stop your bit which Mm -hmm. is that you stop assuming the best you know and i've seen some people they assume the best to a certain limit though they're like yeah but bro how can i (laughs) how how can i do that how you know so it's like no you just just assume the best and also it also comes down to minding your own business
0: Mm.
1: i used to be i i used to be i used to struggle with this specific thing well you know when you're younger, you're much more excited, you're much more rash, and you're in everyone's business, mm-hmm. what he's doing, what she's doing, look at what she's doing, <speaking in Spanish> she shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be doing that and you're making videos against them and what subhanallah, and then you look at the state of your own heart and it's in, mm. it's in dire need for spirituality, and you have no spirituality with yourself.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh it's this a crazy one. Crazy, bro. Uh, you know what you know what comes to mind? It's this uh it's this story, right? It's this narration from uh it was actually Imam Imam al-Shafi'i. Yeah. Yeah. Where where once he was um the the narration says that he was actually visiting Imam Ahmed Ibn Hanbal. So you have these two, you know, giants, right? Uh and he actually stayed over and that night he just he just rested all night. And obviously like the the family of Imam Ahmad, they heard Obviously this is a great, you know, scholar that's coming to visit. So they're expecting again you have that expectation that like you hear this influence is coming, like right, they're up there, yeah. So this is coming to the Husn al part where he goes and he just rests all night. Fajr time, he wakes up, doesn't even do wudu, he just prays Salat al Fajr. Okay? So the the children that are, and the people in the household they're thinking, Bro, Imam Shafi, what's wrong with him? Like he slept all night, didn't pray, didn't do nothing special, yeah. And then he prays Fajr without wudu. So there's nothing special about this guy. So finally, when it came to clarifying, obviously it was upon them, like you said, to have the good thought, right? So when he clarified, he said, listen, when I went to sleep yeah, or when I went to bed, I didn't sleep at all. I didn't even sleep for a second. Yeah. Instead, what I was doing is I was thinking about all of the masail, all of the questions that people had asked me and I was answering in my head and breaking things down in my head. Uh, so that's the reason why I didn't pray Qiyamul Lay tonight because I was busy doing Talabul Ilm instead. Yeah. Okay. And the reason why I didn't I didn't do Wudu because I've got my Wudu since yeah. Isha and I didn't sleep. <laughs> so when they heard that, they were like, "Right, this guy is a great scholar because not a no, no normal man would sit there all night from Isha to Fajr without you know." So it's uh, you know that story comes to mind, but I think that's a a, a really powerful message for all of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. those of us who are in that you know have the platform and do influence that we need to take measures and those of the the rest of the people majority who are listening and watching you know you need to also kind of just go easy on on those people right social media since we we were on that topic and i don't want to go into it too much but um you did something interesting uh which was in like there was this kind of like uh you you experimented right which was you just unfollowed everyone on on instagram because again it's coming to that self-development thing which is we spend a lot of time on social media. There's no doubt. Yeah. And especially if you're following like hundreds of people on Twitter, Instagram, then naturally what's going to happen is your timeline is going to be filled with hundreds of people's content. So one thing that I saw which was really interesting which you did was you you kind of just took some time out to unfollow everyone including me I was really offended about it I'm <laughs> <laughs> right so <laughs> he just like I actually got a dm from me <laughs> yeah yeah i was like bro what's going on now? but i saw your story and and really the reason why i messaged was cuz i was like you know what that's actually a really good thing yeah, like yeah, it's a really yeah. positive thing to just cut down yeah, uh, right. cuz sometimes we just get lost in it so what was that experience like? Because you like obviously naturally now you're logging on Instagram, you're like, oh my god, there's literally nothing on my timeline if I'm if I'm not following anyone. Did did you feel like that kind of helped you and is that something which is, you know, long term something you're not as in not following anyone, but long term your strategy for cutting down on social media? Um,
1: you know you know when you know when you're studying yeah. and you're 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 trying to better yourself and you're trying to do all of these sort of things mm. um mm. I don't know if you've noticed this but you, you, need to, you, you need to see what you're putting in your head Because you're putting a lot in your head yeah. You know when you're studying You're putting a lot in your mind And sometimes your mind can even hurt It's, 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 it's mm. heavy You know I'm sure you've thought this before yeah. Where it's like you're putting a lot And then you go on Instagram And it's information overload And it's, a lot of the time it's nonsense information So what I thought to myself is I'm getting all of this nonsense information And I'm wasting hours on Instagram Hours, this Mm -hmm. is ridiculous, and this obviously goes to another point where people need to be more aware of what you're doing. You know how we spoke about caring about other people, you Mm -hmm. need to be aware of what you're doing Mm -hmm. because when you're aware of what you're doing, and when you become, when you start your journey of self development, when I say self development, there's a reason I'm not saying studying, self development means studying that's of your mind, spiritually developing yourself, that's spirituality. Eating better, that's that's something that's very, very important. Mm. All of these things come into self-development. But anyway, going back to it. So when I unfollowed everyone,
0: yeah,
1: I saw myself in a very good situation. I'm going on Instagram. There's nothing there, as you mentioned. <laughs> so I just end up going off Instagram. It's like that. It was very, very simple. Yeah, yeah. I still spent maybe 25 minutes a day on it and whatnot. But it, that, and that also tells you something about your character. You know what it told me about my character? Mm. Who am I searching to see what they're doing? You see, yeah, yeah like yeah. because you're not following anyone, who am I searching to see what you're doing, and then you check you should do that you everyone who's watching should try that for unfollow everyone let let, let all of your friends know it's nothing personal, I'm just trying something, yeah. and <clears throat> see after a week, check your search history and see who you've been searching. that will tell you a lot about yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you been searching comedians uh, <laughs> you know wasting your time or have you been searching pages that are actually gonna benefit you and stuff? And you'll learn something about yourself. So I think for me it was personally a very, very good experience. It was a good experience. It also tells you about people. You know, people get offended when you follow them. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, you did. Obviously you said you done it as a joke. Yeah. 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 But I know for a fact some people genuinely get offended. Yeah. Why are you getting offended? I like did
0: following count, one went down. It's like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs>
1: yeah. Subhanallah.
0: Yeah. On that on that note of um self development, like you said, it's not just, you know, one thing. Um it could be working out. You know just taking care of your health it could be yeah. like you said eating your diet um you know seeking knowledge but even knowledge it doesn't have to be you're just studying the quran and sahih al-bukhari like could be other things as well reading just reading books. learning how to write better yeah, yeah, read exactly. better, yeah De- developing a skill etc so do you feel like that's something that we're kind of losing or lacking nowadays again you could tie in with social media because of the fact that we're consuming so much like you said we forget about our own selves um, do you feel like that's something we're we're losing? Because it is so important yeah. to do. You know, we like we're taking care of the whole world. We don't take care of ourselves. We're advising the whole world. We don't know how to take advice ourselves. Um, so how do you feel about that? And what can you give us an idea of some of the stuff? Obviously, we mentioned the whole Instagram thing, but just outside of that, like some of the stuff that maybe you're trying to 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 do yourself in terms of development.
1: I think with development, it's very very important. Um, I think three things are very very important in your life: the health of your mind. Mm your body and your soul, Mm. you know, and I wanna focus on the one that I feel is the most important, which is your soul. I feel like many people, many, many people need spiritual development. Their souls are dying for it, you know, and people, because they haven't studied, you know, what happens as a result of a bad soul or a bad heart, they don't know where their problem is. They think maybe I'm not eating well, maybe mm. I'm not doing this, maybe I'm not doing that. No, man. It's, it's just you're not taking care of your soul, your spirituality. You know, it's like, I remember I, I, I spoke to one of my teachers about something I was going through once. And I asked him and I said, you know, Style, what, what should I do in this situation? And he said to me, everything you mentioned is just to do with your spirituality. You know that. I was like, really? Are you sure? And then, uh, one of the times when I spoke to him, he actually said, Wallahi, it's because of your spirituality. He said, I put my whole Jannah on the line for you. Wallahi, it's because of your spirituality. You fix your spirituality, your problems are going to go out your window. Mm. Nothing. You know, you're not, not going to have any problem. And subhanAllah, that's how it is. You, know? you may think it's because you're not earning that much money. I remember there was times where I had more money than I have now. Mm. But, but I was you know, less happier. Mm. So, spirituality, your spiritual <coughs> development, is one of the most important things to do. Some, some, some people might be watching and thinking, "How can I spiritually develop myself?" You know the answer to that question: reading Quran, but reading it with your heart that is present, doing your adhkar, your morning and evening adhkar with a heart that is present, doing your adhkar after Salah, praying your sunnah prayers. We mm. don't just yourself, myself, others. We don't just say this stuff because it's fun to say. Mm-mm. We've experienced this, mm. your heart comes alive. Mm. And you know Subhanallah, when you get into, the, into this whole thing of, of when you're spiritually developing yourself, I don't know if you've felt this before, but when you slack on it one day, you literally feel, you feel right here, yeah. your heart is heavy. You feel right here. Yeah.
0: It's,
1: it's, it's, it's not even like a, you know, Majazi thing where it's mm. like metaphorical. You feel your heart being heavy. So you know d- spiritual development is crucial, and online many of these people, many of the people online many there 's no spiritual there there 's no self development none mm. of it none of it there's no self development and that 's why many of our hearts, many of our bodies, many of our minds are suffering now is a time where obesity, mental health issues spiritual issues. Uh, Muslims, subhanAllah, Muslims, our brothers and sisters doing haram, doing fahsha, all of this stuff online, all of this stuff in public, we see it walking the streets, you know, right after this maybe we'll go out, we'll see fahsha, we'll see it in our area, and we're in a Muslim area right now, we'll see it though, Mm. this is a lack of self-development, and people, when you self-develop yourself, you will realise how important it is, and you know what you're know what you going to become? What I call a self-development addict. <laughs> you're not going to care. You know me, for example, um, I haven't been online and stuff like that. I really couldn't care about online now mm. as much as I care about myself. I've become selfish, you know. Um, even one of the ayat in the Quran skipped my mind, subhanAllah, if you can mention. It's the one where um, I think it's in Surah al where any good you do is for yourself. Mm. Any good you do is for yourself
0: Yes, yeah. exactly any good,
1: you, any good you do, it's for yourself mm. And that's how it is Even when we're giving da'wah Yes, you're giving da'wah for other people But essentially it's for yourself You want to mm. see Jannatul Firdausal ala You want to see the face of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, The face of the being the, the creator that created you And everything around you that's amazing. That's your purpose in life. Love that's what a,
0: Akbar. That's the kind of stuff that basically keeps you motivated. Yeah. Keeps you going because a lot of people nowadays they can't they can't continue this path of self-development because they're not motivated enough. They don't know what to do when they wake up in the morning. It's just like robotic, you know, like I have to go to work, I have to go to university. You know, like there there has to be a factor there that motivates you, you know, like gym. Usually people go to the gym because like there's like I want to see myself in a particular shape, right? By the end of my six months, isn't it? So there's an end result. It's an
1: amazing feeling as well. Yeah, when exactly. you do that and you, yeah. and you see the result, because I mean. you well, feel better. Yeah, when yeah. for example, when you pray all of your sunan and you've been and you've prayed all of your sunan, all all twelve raka mm. a day of your sunan,
0: mm.
1: after a month of doing it, you feel different. Mm. You feel like and you feel, you know, this feeling. It's a beautiful feeling, and if you haven't felt it before, you have to try it and you have to do it. It's a feeling of achievement. Mm. You know, like that feeling of achievement, that feeling of feeling proud of yourself, not kibble, not like arrogance, mm. but feeling happy with yourself, what you've done for yourself. It's it's a beautiful
0: feeling. Yeah. And
1: wh- when you feel that feeling, you want to keep doing it.
0: And I guess even with, uh, with, with Ramadan, well, um, you know, like that is one of the whole purposes of Ramadan, like 30 days, like a training program. Yeah. Because in Ramadan, you're gonna be fasting every day, praying a certain amount of salah that you weren't praying before, Quran, and then like, by the end of it, everyone's like buzzing.
1: That's like, why everyone, everyone
0: loves it. That's why everyone loves it. Everyone
1: loves it. Practicing, non practicing, hijab, no yeah. hijab, beard, no beard, hat, no hat, glasses, no glasses. Everyone yeah. loves it. Everyone loves it. Everyone, you won't meet a Muslim. Mm who says, oh, I hate Ramadan, Mm-mm-mm. you know, I really dislike Ramadan. In fact, you see on Twitter and all these social media, people talking about, oh, I really need Ramadan right now. Yeah, yeah. But on that, you can have Ramadan every month. Mm-mm-mm. In terms of, yeah, of course, it's not going to be the same feeling, but at least you can be spiritually connected with Allah in every month, you know. Um, there's a saying, um, I'm sure you've seen it,
0: you know, the same Allah that exists in Ramadan exists in all of the other 11 months. Um, We mentioned uh, university, I want to really quickly touch on that as well because someone with that that experience, because um, you know, like a lot of people, it doesn't even have to be university, just college, university, because. There's that phase that a lot of young Muslims, they go through, which is that study. And to be honest, for a number of reasons, number one is, the reason why I want to discuss this is number one, it's usually that, that kind of age group, right? You know, between like the 17, 18 to the early 20s, mid 20s. That's the kind of period in your life where you're just confused. A lot yeah, of people, yeah, they don't true. know what to do. You know, they're kind of still finding their feet, which is okay. Like anyone listening or watching, like... That's okay, like that's a natural part of life. you're not gonna come out of school and just be like ready for the world. no, like there has to be that phase where you go through you, you try trial and error, you try different things. So that's fine like that's a natural process but because of that, a lot of people they get completely lost like because they're like, you know what I don't have a, a direction in my life, I have no objective in life. They go complete the other way, you know um and then others because they've been at home for most of their life, now all of a sudden they're exposed to things that they were never exposed to yeah. before. It's just like whoa! It's pop. You know the bubble that they were in. It pops, and now they have to deal with the reality. So from your experience, because Mashallah, like uh, like we've been at events before, and you've yeah, spoken we've. about these kind of things like dealing with university, yeah. especially as young Muslims in this day and age. So what kind of advice would you give to young students out there?
1: I think you know one of the things you mentioned in the beginning of what you just said mm. is that confusion. Yeah, that is so common, bro. Mm. I'm, I'm sure you've seen this. You yeah. know, that that is. Everyone, It's like you go to any university, they're sitting there, as soon as you mention something to do with what you want to do, you crack a joke about it, everyone laughs. The reason everyone's laughing is because they're all in that situation. Majority of people that go to university, I would even say, I would even make such a big statement like that, majority of people that go, I don't think they've really thought about it. Mm. They're just going there, you know, just to go there. And I think a very easy way to deal with what you want to do in your life is, Mm. first of all, think of your interests. Everyone has interests. Then think about problems in the world corruption, um, lack of food, um, lack of medicine, um, lack of spirituality, mm. lack of people being healthy, maybe, you know, uh, all of the lack of people eating well, lack mm. of people training well, and the list can go on. We yeah. can sit here and name all of the world's biggest problems, you know, um, for, for half an hour. We could do it. Yeah. Each one of those problems. Has a field that goes with it. It has a field that goes with it. Mm. So let's say you're interested in keeping yourself healthy. Your brother that goes to the gym, become a nutritionist, become mm. a nutritionist, and be a nutritionist for Muslims. Be a nut- nutritionist for Muslims. Go to different Muslims and whatnot, and do mm. all of this sort of stuff. Um, I know a brother, for example, he recently met a millionaire. He met okay. like uh, this guy's like a millionaire, and whatnot. He had a personal private business meeting with him, and. He said to him, "I want to do stuff to do with PTing, you okay. know, personal training yeah. and stuff like that." And the millionaire said to him, "Yeah, but th- that's not really that that good market. It's so washed, and there's so many people in it." There's one thing the brother said that changed everything the millionaire just said. The brother said, "Yeah, but I'm gonna focus on the Muslim niche, and in Muslims, there's not like a name. You say PTing, and his name comes to your head. There's mm-hmm. not." And the millionaire said to him, Just on that statement you just made, you need to go and do it. You're gonna make a lot of money. Mm. And that's it. Many of us as Muslims, the problem with us is we study to go you need to get away from the Muslim scene. <laughs> so we wanna move away from it. No, come back in it, develop yourself, um, get better at it, become a nutritionist for the Muslims, mm. charge Muslims, no problem. That you're mm. not taking advantage of Muslims, you're providing a service for Muslims, yeah. you know. Um yourself, for example. <clears throat> You saw a niche Mm. that, you know, I could launch a company doing nikahs for people. Mm. So you launched your company. Mm. Allahu Akbar. That's exactly what we need, Mm. but in every field. And if you'd done that, if Muslims done that, they would feel so much more fulfillment in what they're doing. Mm. You're doing it for the sake of Allah. The whole Islamic side is there, but the money is also there. And a lot of money is there. Mm-hmm. A lot of money is there.
0: Yeah, of course. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like nothing wrong. No with one's money. telling you to live your life poor and not have any ambition in life. Like حسنا, حسنا, isn't it?
1: You could be a zahid. You could be someone that is practicing zuhud. Mm. Yeah. Um, right? That's how. That's how. It's, yeah, a, yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: It's a weird one. It's a, a weird, weird one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So it's like you're you you're basically <clears throat> disconnecting yourself from the dunya and you're trying to be yeah. more God conscious and le- less materialistic. You you'll find I know I know of people, who are like that who are not Muslims. Mm. You know there's there's a YouTuber his name is Mike Diavella, mm, he mm. makes videos. This Very guy m- the the minimalist guy. Yeah, the yeah, minimalist yeah, yeah. guy. The, this guy, was filming. He's a minimalist. This guy's got like seven T-shirts. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but he was filming his videos with a camera that's called a red camera. Yeah. Anyone who knows about cameras, they use that in Hollywood. He had like a sixty fifty grand camera. He's still a minima- He's still a minimalist, though. Mm. He's only got one of those, and it, it's going with you. So you can be a zahid with a lot of money in your bank account. You can. It's mm. possible. You could be giving charity. You could be doing. So people need to get these misconceptions straight in their head as well. People think money is bad. It's yeah. got negative connotations from the Islamic perspective. No, it doesn't.
0: Mm. It doesn't. You know. It's. The, I think with a lot of especially young Muslims nowadays, um, regardless of whether they're going to university or not, it is the lack of ambition. And they fit, they restrict, people restrict themselves thinking like, if I become, or if I go to uni, like you said, a lot of people, they don't know what they're doing. So I've spoken, like, cause I've been to a lot, like I've met a lot of university students. Yeah. They'll literally say like, bro, wallahi. Help me. I am, yeah. They'll literally be like, wallahi, bro, I am doing this course because my parents wanted me my to do it. My parents want me to like, do it. Like, yeah. they have no interest. They're just like, what advice would you give me? And I'm like, number one, like, I'm not there to tell you otherwise, like, you know, You and your parents, as you and your parents, right? But I was like, you got to do something that you want to do, man. Yeah. Like, or else you're gonna regret the rest of your life just doing something that you don't enjoy. And a lot of people they restrict themselves; they don't have that ambition because they think I have to fall under. Even by the way, even in the the dawah or the the scholarly the the field of scholarship, people think right. If I become that, then either I'm just gonna be teaching like kids, uh, you know, in a mosque, or I'm gonna be like, which is brilliant, by the way, which is fine, but. They restrict themselves yeah. they don't know there's actually like so much more that yeah, that yeah. can be done in there I'll
1: give you an example yeah this is a little <clears> story <throat> i went I was in Westfield in yeah. Stratford, yeah, and um I was with another brother and we walked into a specific shop. I won't mention the shop's name, because um, the brother might get fired <laughs> yeah. so I uh, walked into a specific shop and a brother he recognizes me and he comes up to me, mm-hmm. just like but he this brother seemed desperate, you know, like he was like, bro. Don't know what I'm doing. My brother wants me to study law. This was his words. Okay. My brother wants me to study law. I want to do geography. Now you'll go to people, and their subjective view is going to be like, "You're an idiot. Why do you want to study geography? Mm. What are you going to do? You know, mm. like that's how people are. You know, law. Yeah, you'll make loads of money. Mm. But I, I, like, from what I've heard as well, law is one of the driest subjects that you can study in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now he was like, "Bro, I really don't want to study law. I want to do geography." Mm. There's a trait as well. Which I'm sure you, you, you know this already, probably more than me. You know when you're giving advice to someone? Mm. You need to see what kind of person you're dealing with. Mm. If it's a person that needs a push, give them the push. If it's a person that seems like they can make the de- de- the decision for themselves, lay the cards on the table and let them do the de- decision. Mm. This brother needed a push. Yeah. So I said to this brother, you know, I started you know, giving him suggestions. Then he was like, you know what, bro? I... I, I I don't know, I'm just unsure, you know. Just, uh, I said to him, bro, listen to me, do geography. I said, uh, and some people would be scared to do that, like yeah, give yeah. such direct advice about someone's life, mm. do geography. It's like, mm, why? Because you, first of all, you want to do it. Mm. You're going to go into law. You're not going to go into law and then work in Primark. You're going to go into law. You're going to become a barrister. You, You're, you're going to go into that field. Mm. If you don't like that field, you're going to, be working in it for 10, 15, 20, 30 years of your life just because just because your brother is telling you to do it that's not a good reason Mm. whereas if you go into geography and you're doing you're doing work in that environment you're going to be someone that is enjoying every moment of their work Mm. you're going to be making money fair enough you might make less money than what people make in law but it's not about that it's about and, and, and I explained this to him you know وَفِي السَّمَاءِ sama'i you know wa fi sama'i your 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 rizq is in the sky your mm. risk and and this is a big problem a big problem in people's minds mm. they think my wealth is in university therefore i'm going to go university i'm going to graduate wallahi alazim i swear by allah if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is who is in control of all affairs wills for you to go university and become a doctor and you come out as a doctor, but your 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 risk is written to be the risk of like a bin man. There's nothing wrong with bin man, mm. but to be like that, that's what it's that's what it's gonna be. Very it true. does not matter if you've done a doctorate, and as soon as you internalize this as a Muslim, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will bless you, mm. like. You know why because then your actions are gonna be more based <clears throat> on tawakkul and when you have tawakkul
0: in Allah He never
1: lets you down. It's the sunnah of Allah. He never lets someone down when they have tawakkul in him
0: mm, I think that the story that you mentioned with the brother so many people are in the same s- situation like yeah. there's so many young Not even Muslims, but just in general everyone like everyone. everyone is in the same everyone the is in kind the kind man. of situation So now that's I think that's really good piece of advice uh, coming from yourself and uh, just to wrap up because we're coming to the end of the the show even though I'm, I'm enjoying the, the yeah, we yeah, we could go on. Yeah, we could go on but just to kind of wrap up um, coming back to um, Not just university students, but just in general um, in the day and age of you know social media coming back to the first thing that we spoke about which is Utilizing it for good, you know, what would your kind of final piece of advice be for those who? Um, you know, either they're consuming or they're actually in the field, you know, influencing other people. What would your advice be, just in general, to young Muslims nowadays? Um, because, subhanAllah, like being in this field, you're exposed to so many problems of the, yeah. the ummah, right? Mm. And you see firsthand what kind of problems the, the youth are going through nowadays. So, just a general, I know it's a very kind of putting you on the spot because um, it's a very general question, but what would your advice be to young Muslims nowadays, whether that uni or not? Whether they're lost or they're grounded in what they're doing, what would your one piece of advice be to those people? Um, you know, as as a kind of final remark from from yourself.
1: I think my advice would be, in one in one in in a nutshell, salah. Mm. Don't leave your salah. Don't leave your connection with Allah, <clears throat> Subhanahu wa Taala. It's very very important that you stay connected with Allah. You're praying your salah. You 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 your you're engaging in your adhkar, you're you're connected with your creator. Because so long as you're connected with your creator and you're doing what you need to do and you're doing what Allah wants from you, Allah will not let you down. Mm -hmm. That is something Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has never, Alhamdulillah, He has never let me down. And Allah will not let you down. Another thing to remember is that all of these affairs are in the hands of Allah. And that is such a beautiful, that is such a beautiful belief that we have as Muslims. Because... It takes stress away from us. Many people, they stress because they feel like, oh no, I need to get a good job. Oh no, I need to get a good education. I need to get a first, etc. What not. As Muslims, we believe you try your best, you tie your camel, and then the rest you leave it up to Allah. You know what that mechanism is doing? That's a mechanism that is causing you to take stress away from yourself. There's no stressing here. Mm. And I don't know if you've noticed, but... Mm -hmm. In Islam, in our tradition, whether it be in Qur'an, in Hadith, in, from the Qur'an and the Sunnah, worry is something that is like, it shouldn't be there. It's treated as something that shouldn't be there. Worry is something that should just be dealt with in a certain way. Mm. You know, so it's like, these many of these modern day issues that many of these students and everyone, you don't know where you are, etc., whatnot, ground yourself. A lot of these issues go back to spirituality. When you bring your spirituality back to where it needs to be, your purpose in life falls into place. You know exactly what you need to do. You know exactly what you need to study in university. And that way your interests also develop. So I would say just make sure you're spiritually connected. It's very, very important. And also another thing, work on your character. Your tarbiyah as a person mm-hmm. is very, very important. The way you deal with people, the way you treat people, the way people treat you, regardless of the way people treat you, the way you treat them, these things are extremely important. And mm-hmm. they, are, they, are, they are things as a Muslim community, we believe in these things, we have these things in our tradition, the way the Prophet Wasallam was. Mm-hmm. The Prophet ﷺ was, even in a certain way, there's a concept called Tauriyah, mm-hmm. where if someone comes to you, for example, and you don't lie to them, but you tell them a truth and they'll take that in a certain way, in a different way. Why is that there? It's caring about people's feelings. These concepts in Islam are caring about people's feelings. These things that the Prophet wasallam done is to care about people's feelings. So character development, mm-hmm. very
0: important. <laughs> it's been, a, it's been <laughs> a pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Um, no, very very good. MashaAllah. <laughs> no, I've really enjoyed the discussion. I think likewise. we've discussed so many different aspects. It's been a pleasure so inshallah, you know. May Allah swt bless you and everything that you do I mean, and, I mean, and continue to increase you. Uh, yeah, and of course you've, mashallah, like you, you're also hosting your own podcast as well. So all the best with that, mashallah. Bless you al- guys. Yep, rerouted. Yeah. yeah, man, inshallah. So, um, and hopefully inshallah for everyone else that's, uh, um, you know, been watching and listening, hopefully you've benefited as well because we've discussed so many different areas, whether it's social media, whether it's da'wah, whether it's just self-development and just, you know, objectives in life. Uh, hopefully you've taken something away, inshallah. Uh, don't forget, of course, uh, to subscribe to... Uh, our YouTube channel. I know we've spoken about social media, so don't unfollow us and unsubscribe from us. <laughs> Keep up to date, inshallah, because this is all positive. Uh, and uh, hopefully, you've all enjoyed the episode. May Allah wa ta'ala. Uh, bless Brother Musa. Uh, from myself, Shabir. Inshallah, take care of yourselves. And hopefully, we will be back soon with another episode. As-salamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.